Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're back. We're back. Oh. Vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Oh, turn that off. That speaker's on. Oh, what speaker? See that speaker with the blue light? Oh my God. This is going to take you so long. It's at... Oh my God. Why would you do that? Why would you... What? Oh you my God. Oh, I didn't know the button was in the back. Why would you? Oh, How do I pop this thing yeah, back out? Okay. okay, it's fixed. Oh it's my fixed. God. Anyway, ladies Never and gentlemen. ask Matt Steele to do anything with like a technology piece because he's just going to mess okay, it up. Okay, guys. He's like, there's a speaker right next to me and he says, turn it off. This speaker's on. So I assume the button is in the front <laughs> oh and there's God. a little bubble in the front that looks like a button. Which so is like the speaker it. and he pushed it and just pushed the whole speaker in and it was like, wow. I fixed it. Hurtful. It looks Good as new, good as new. After you came in, knocked my hanger off the door, you're really just trying to ruin me. What tonight. can I tell you? I'm rough and rugged. Oh my! That's how all the boys <laughs> like me. First time I'm hearing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. everybody, welcome back to another Two Gay Matt's podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And it's been another week. We are counting down the days before yes. the election yes. the United States of the Americas. How many days is it? Is it- 16 right now Ooh. when this podcast is up. It will be 15, Ooh. which is almost two weeks, which is almost tomorrow. I mean, and as exciting as it is to see as how many people have voted early, and of course most of those people are Democrats because, you know, they it, believe in COVID they, <laughs> and all of that. It's still worrying. Of course. I I want it to be over. I want everyone to like the thing is I believe if we have just the record numbers of people voting yes. we're good that, yes. like that because the, the whole thing is like I, I was talking over the weekend someone was like well what if people see the early voting turnout and seeing that there are more Democrats voting than Republicans maybe like more Republicans will get up and vote it's like that's not the Republicans are the minority yeah. like yes. if you get enough people to the polls yes. I feel like we're good in the last seven elections they have won the popular vote uh, once, <laughs> so they're like the minority. So it, it minority. and it's a well-known fact that when yes. voter turnout is high, yes, the Democrats win. Yes, so we want Joe Biden. Oh to my win. God! I, can't, I mean, what are we gonna do in isn't two it, weeks? Isn't it when we have to record this podcast and like talk about anything else? It's like, oh, Ariana album's out or whatever. <laughs> but like, we love the album, but we're we, in a panic. I know we are in a panic. <laughs> we it's a turmoil. I, I just. But I'm also like thinking. I'm like, wow, it could be that in. Like, we're counting down the days God, until, like, all of this is over. I just, I can't imagine that. Like, the thing is, I can't imagine either outcome because I'll get too excited or too, like, mortified yes, for the world. I know, and I know. so I just need it to happen before I don't want to count my chickens. No, we got to take our deep breaths. Yes. Think happy thoughts. Breathe into the nose. Out of the, the mouth. That's circle breathing, I mm. heard. I remember my, um, like, athlete friend in high school. Oh, you had uh, an athlete friend? I did. That's His surprising. name was Kevin. Is he and hot? He, oh, he was cute. I had a little bit of a crush on that him. That sounds right. Um, but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he also did, like, the school plays and everything. So, like, you know, we were buds and everything. And I was Gay like, now? Oh, no, 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 oh, he no. He did the play. No, he just, had another, enough? he just had another baby. Oh, guys have babies. With his wife, who's very nice, who I met once. Okay. Um, But he told me that circle, he was like, you know, just do circle breathing. And I was like, is 
that like where you like you're smoking and you like blow <laughs> blow like O's in the smoke? And what he's is like, that called? No, that's that. There is a name for that. It's like ring smoke rings, but it's something smoke rings. Blow me smoke rings, smoke rings. Is that a smoke song? rings? Not today. I got to work from Carolina Change. Oh, I don't. You love Carolina. I did love it, but I haven't revisited, so it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been um, like two years. Yes, so. but yes, they ask us to do that on Peloton Run. So when I'm listening to like the trainer in my ear as I'm running and doing like, oh, do a sprint now, like no, slow down now, and like do a medium run now. They're like, all right, breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth, and it does calm me down. Ugh. Wow, that's all you have to say about my fitness journey? You're talking about exercising, and I'm just not there with Look, you. Look, you just need to meet me where I am. If you were to talk about, you know, I don't know, going on set this week for your show, I'd Uh-oh. be very supportive and excited for you. Oh, I know we're filming this podcast so late. and Recording. I'm recording. <laughs> we're recording this podcast so late, and I must be on set mm. relatively early tomorrow. And by relatively early, I mean like 11.30. I was going to say, that's not. That's <laughs> literally in, Malibu. what, 11, that's in over 12. 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I can sleep in a little bit. But yeah. it's in Malibu. You know, that's a journey. It's not that bad. You're going to be great. And like, I'm so excited for you to I say in your. My, in my one line. Hey, don't I. Don't say it. Shh. I know. I don't, it's going to be surprised. I don't reveal right. to anyone what it is. But. I'm glad that I explained the one line to you pretty recently. <laughs> I know. I didn't get the joke. Yeah. Because it's about alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, this is what the joke is. And. Here we I, are. Didn't, I didn't know that my line was a joke. I just thought that I was offering alcohol in the scene. <laughs> you thought I'm, that I'm was the name of an alcoholic drink? No, no. no. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, sweetie. Yeah. When, when it comes out and you can hear the joke, you'll see why I'm a sweetieing that. But it's just like. <laughs> So yeah, so this week I did not work much because I since I was, I'm going to be on set tomorrow. Mm. I just, I was like, I don't want to be around a lot of people. So oh, I'm right, because like, you just got COVID work. tested too. Yeah, we yeah. like got COVID testing and everything. And I think I get one tomorrow morning as well. Oh wow! Um, like they do a rapid test for me. Love that. And yeah, the rest. Of, so the week has been pretty relaxing. I watched yesterday. I watched uh, the trial of the Chicago Seven. How by is Aaron it? Sork, and it's really good. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Okay. It's funny because now people are sharing. <laughs> these videos of there are a lot of like you know it's an Aaron Sorkin screenplay so right. like there are a lot of like quippy jokes in the lines and everything um, and a lot of people are sharing episodes from like Newsroom or like his other shows mm. that he's written where it's literally the same exact joke <laughs> so he's oh, showing no. how he's just recycling his jokes Sweetie. but I'm just like you know what People got to do what they got to do. Lord knows in whatever screenplay I write next will be filled with a bunch of old tweets of mine that flopped. I mean, I can't wait. That's the thing. But those at least weren't hits. You wouldn't like pull out a joke from Devo's to put in the next screenplay. Oh, no, 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 no. no. No, But, you know, everyone has their things that they can recycle again. So good for Aaron Sorkin. He had to do. But no, I really enjoyed the movie. And the other thing I've been doing this week is Mm. I've been getting emails from Gmail saying that my Gmail uh, storage is running low. Oh, no. Which I didn't know could happen. Yeah, that's the thing. And so I'm like 97% full. And so I'm like, okay. So I went all the way to the end of like when I started my Gmail account. Of course Of course. I knew that's what you were going to say. No, I love a journey back. A journey to the past like Anastasia. Asia. You're never going to delete enough emails this way to like have any space again. I am. I'm because I, I get a lot of because st- I'm very good at checking all my emails. Like mm. I refuse to have a red number next to my Gmail account mm. on my phone. But, you know, there are some things that I save right. through the years to go back to. And then it just you know piles up. And yeah. everything. So I went back to all the way to 2009 when I opened my Gmail account. Mm. And I've just been going through. And of course, like mostly just 
deleting it, like highlighting right. everything I know I don't need and deleting it. But sometimes something catches my eye and I'm and like, oh, let me remember this. <laughs> and I read through like old emails I sent like my ex-boyfriend during oh, my breakup. No. Emails you and I have sent each other that are really funny. Oh, good. I love <laughs> like that. Like when we were starting to game match. Yes. So like, you know, I, I love a, um, a reminiscent moment. Yes, you do. So, uh, so that's been enjoyable. Right now I'm uh, in the middle of 2014. Okay. Yep. And uh, it's 2014 was not as eventful as 2013. Wow. Well, I must say. I mean, well, don't worry, because Mia and Mariah, the Elizabeth Chantus comes out in 2014. That's true. So. That was maybe the highlight of my 2014. <laughs> I mean, it was the highlight of all of our 2014s. Let's be serious. Yeah. What so. did you do this week? What did I do this week? I mean, today I did, uh, well, I, I cut uh, my boyfriend's hair for the second time in Whoa. quarantine. So Whoa. that was, and I, I think I did a good job. I feel like I did a better job the first time, but it's fine. He's fine with it. I'm, you know, critical of Listen, work. Listen, every time I ask you to, like, cut the nape of my neck... <sighs> The little hairs on the back of my neck. Uh-huh. You're always like, I refuse to cut white people's hair. I don't like I, it. I will mess it up and I don't want to be responsible for I that. I don't but like it. you cut it. his hair. Do you love him more than me? It's a very different love. <laughs> and um, I, also, it's just like, I feel like, well, I, this is partially my responsibility. I'm going to be looking at, I'm going to be making out with that the head under that yeah, hair. You got to so, make it look good. Exactly. You so it's a, a gift hot. to me and him. So I have done my best. It doesn't look bad. We went to uh, swim at his parents' house and his, like some of his family saw it and they were happy with it. But I was like, okay, I guess it's not as bad as I thought it was. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> you know, a little you, dramatic. You are your own worst I critic. am. I'm sure he looks very hot And the next time you see him You'll want to kiss him all over I mean there you go Like look at that handsome haircut Exactly But don't you want me to look hot too? I have to find a boyfriend I want good things for you Absolutely um, also, I uh, watched the Dodgers and they uh, clinched the they're going to be in the World Series after tonight's game. They came back. They were down three and one and won three games in a row. They won the series and they're going to go to the World Series. Oh, God. I know. My coworkers are going to be talking about they it are. for weeks they to come. They absolutely are. I mean, good for the Dodgers. We love yes. everyone. Good for everyone involved. <laughs> but like, man, I'm glad I don't have indoor customers oh my at, the, God. at the restaurant. And I those bet. TVs are not going to be insane. Gone. What the my coworkers have been doing like during the basketball games mm. with the Lakers. Yeah, uh, they've been watching. You know the when you order something on a on an app or something, yeah. um, it co- pops up on a tablet oh, okay. at the restaurant. So one of the tablets is for caviar, the app caviar. We rarely get caviar orders, yeah. so they've been just watching <laughs> the basketball <laughs> games on that tablet. I also hope none of your like managers listen to this podcast, or they're going to be like completely ratted out about watching things on their tablets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to think of what else I did this week. I mean, I'm trying to think of which thing I should make my giving you moments. I guess giving you moments is more of like a content thing. So I also got mm-hmm. brand new Bluetooth over the ear headphones that are truly the best things I've ever purchased. I've never been happier. Cool. The, they're the Sony XM like one zero 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 fours, and they came out this year, and they're so wonderful and so comfortable, and like I can now walk around with uh, like headphones that are as good of quality as like the studio headphones I'm wearing now, but they are wireless. I can walk around the world with them and like put my phone down and go and do other things and have them on my over ears and I can hear every little moment of Craig David that I want to. I love hearing it nice and loud in my ears. And like just beautifully, like beautifully balanced and beautifully like just these people put so much heart and soul into this product. And you know I get excited about technology, Mm -hmm. especially a Bluetooth headphone. I need every Bluetooth headphone available in this. I need to get to like write, I need them to like put ads on the show because I love it so much. 
I love them so much. I, and I'm going to talk about them for the rest of my life. Shit. So. You should wear them in our next two game mats video. Just I'll like, just wear just them like around, around my neck. Your neck exactly. And be like your look. Exactly. I mean, that could be my look. And every time look. I do wear them, I do feel a little Craig Davidy because on the cover of his first album, Born to Do It, he has those big headphones and he's kind of doing this. Oh, he's, he's like posing like, with like pushing. Yes, and pushing them together. It's very yeah. cute. I always thought that was whenever I see singers in like pictures of them in a recording studio and they're singing and they're like pushing on their headphones. I always mm. feel like that looks a little forced. Mm. <laughs> like I'm always I mean, like, it looks like they're like trying to pretend like they're really focusing when it's like you're just posing. <laughs> I mean, on. a lot of people do different things with headphones. Like when I'm singing with them, I have one ear off because I like to hear what I'm really sounding like versus what I'm sounding like in the headphones. And so everyone does their own thing in the studio. Yeah, but sometimes know? like they push like and like their eyes are closed and they're just like, huh? And I'm like, I mean, you're they're posing. emotional performers. And what can you say? They, they know what their angles are in the pictures. Wow. That's what they know. Wow. <laughs> well, I just believe in art and truth uh, when it comes to recording artists. I don't believe so. nothing. I guess not. I guess not. So I'm a conspiracy theorist when it comes to these <laughs> pictures and, okay. and albums. <laughs> oh my God. A QAnon over here. We hate her. <laughs> oh God, no. <laughs> yeah, see, that's you. I'm not. Don't say that. Okay, so uh, should we jump into News for Idiots? Let's jump in. Let's go. As we briefly mentioned, Ariana is coming. <laughs> who, like, who out of nowhere, truly out of nowhere, her single comes out Friday and then her album comes out the Friday afterwards. Oh, she's giving us positions. Positions. Now, okay, so there are two countdowns on the website, but the, but it only says positions on there. So I, it, is the single also the name of the I album? I think is so. Is it everything positions? I think they're both positions. Okay, interesting. Um, the, the rumors that are going around about this album, and who knows if they're true, but they're probably true, okay. is that it's 14 songs. Okay. It is a consistent and coherent theme about sex. Ooh. Collaborators are do- Doja Cat, The Weeknd, Ty Dolla Sign. Two music videos have already been filmed. There's a track oh. called 3435 that also has a video for it. Single is coming next Friday and the album following. Positioned as the lead single and the title of the album. The Weeknd has uh, retweeted Ariana Grande's tweet about uh, the new album. So it is seeming like he is featured on the album. Okay. Um, I'm interested. I'm okay. curious. I mean, that's longer than Thank You Next. It seems like it's going to be a very R&B. And I think she's in a new relationship with some guy whose name I don't know, which is probably for the best. I shouldn't know the name of the guy that Ariana Grande is dating. Like, she's done high-profile things. She's done the Pete Davidsons. Let's keep it to ourselves. Yeah. Um. So I guess they're having a good time, you know, together and exploring the positions over a quarantine. I'm so. glad. I hope she's happy because she said that even though Thank You Next was a great album, she was not happy during yes. the recording process. Yeah, she so. said she was drinking a lot and kind of numbing her pain and so hopefully she's in a better place and I can't wait to hear what she's come up with because I mean she did thank you next so quickly and it became so excellent so yeah so let's see what it sounds like we're excited we love it it's time and speaking of artists with the name beginning with a that are coming back oh my god when is this album coming out the thing is there's been no confirmation that Adele is actually putting out the album but does it make sense for Adele to be hosting Saturday Night Live on Saturday if she has nothing to promote? Yeah. Like, sure, she's not the musical guest. The musical guest is her. Um, but it's just... Her H-E-R. Yes, H-E-R, excuse me. That's I know that's confusing. But I just can't imagine Adele not having a single or something coming out soon thereafter. Because, of course, everyone's going to watch SNL with Adele on it. Yeah. What huge promotion. What a good way to re-enter the spotlight after five years. And she's skinny now. And she, you know, I just think there's going to be a lot to talk about. She got a divorce. Got a divorce. 
She's got a lot to say. A lot to sing about, too. And I'm ready. And that's the thing. If she's really coming with Ariana at the same time, it's just like, man, oh. Q4 is going to be nuts. <laughs> I like, can't. my God. Because, like, we've had, like, a little bit of a, I wouldn't call it, like, a dry spell. But, like, mm. for, there was so much great stuff coming out in 2020. And right. I would say, like, the past two months, it's been a little quiet. It's been quieter. And I feel like the things that have been excellent are maybe artists who were maybe uh, underrated beforehand or were having just having their breakthroughs now like Dua Lipa uh, and so having these big superstars come back is definitely would be the you know cherry on top of mm-hmm. 2020 music and so I kind of need it I need it okay. and also like Rihanna are you coming too? <laughs> I just I'm gonna keep screaming into the void at Rihanna like please girl it's been so long she's not she's chilling oh, come on <laughs> she's just chilling let her chill she can chill but I want music I, I'm sure she's listening to some fun things that she's worked on oh herself. you don't even think the album's ready no <laughs> I, don't. I don't i'm That's so, so sorry. negative i, I want it to be I ready she's just relaxing she's taking a siesta mm. uh and uh she'll come back big and loud and strong all right well in Adele, 2020 do you think it makes sense for adele to be on snl if there's no album or single coming the fact that it was kept such a secret yes. and the fact that it was just dropped and just like revealed with a picture right is kind of it's suspicious suspicious yeah because it could have been i'm sure it was scheduled quite a while ago i'm sure she could they snl could have just been like hey adele's coming in a couple of weeks and mm-hmm. everything but it's like oh no adele's coming now suddenly do you think her has a song with Adele and they'll debut. I would on love the show. to see them do something because together. they their styles would complement each other yes. so beautifully on a song. And like if the second song that her sings, she like brings out Adele and she sings too. I'm just I mean, these are literally just like fan imaginings, like theories. Yeah, like, we're, we're fanficking right but now. But like I need that fanfic to be real. That's Make this amazing. The, wait. What was oh uh, Fifty Shades of Grey was based off of Twilight fanfic I'm pretty sure and so I want and was it yeah it was <laughs> it was really a Twilight fanfic that got published so I need my fanfic to be the Fifty Shades of Grey of Adele does that make sense sure <laughs> sure so, like this song Adele and her yes. collaborated on together and it ends up becoming our national anthem yeah hey sure and then Biden. You know, puts that into, you know, the law. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, executive, like, his first executive order, Adele and hers national anthem. I wonder what it would take for the national anthem to change. Like, is that something Congress decides? <sighs> is that something? <sighs> who decides that? I don't know. That's a good, like, civics question to ask. I well, think it should be asked after the election. I think I, so, too. Yes. Yeah, no, I, there's more important <laughs> things to work, yeah. worry about up until then. But after that. Yeah. In 2023, when everything is good, we'll be like, hey, Joe. Yeah. You fixed everything. Now, like, let's like talk about some fun I, possibilities. Yeah. What's like, the national anthem going to be? That her and Adele song. Like, let's talk. Let's, let's talk about let's it. Talk about I think it's time we have that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. From sea to shining sea, guys. Um, so speaking of conversations that need to be had, I have questions for you. Uh, girl, I have no <laughs> answers for you about this. So the Tony Award nominations came out. Yes. And <laughs> and the Tony committee, I'm sure, has questions because they don't even know the date of the award <laughs> ceremony yet. Um, they have time to figure it out, I guess. So there is, um, you can see a full list of the nominations at the source, but Jagged Little Pill got nominated for 15 awards. Yes. And Moulin Rouge got nominated for 14, Slave Play 12, Tina, the Tina Turner musical 12, The Inheritance 11. Those were the, you know, most uh, nominated shows. Yes. That- and this is not normal for any show to get this many nominations. But there are just so few shows. Yeah, there are just so few closing. shows that uh, like there were like each show got like 
six acting nominations each, which is <laughs> Did you think they were going to do it like this or did you think they were going to wait one more year once? I thought were, they were going to wait another year. I assumed they would. Year. And then they said Tony Awards are happening in the fall and I was like, okay. And then <laughs> you didn't hear anything else about it. And then a couple days ago you heard Tony nominations are going to be announced on the 15th. And it's like, okay. Wow. So I guess it is happening, but there's still no date. Apparently... 18 total productions were in the running for this year's awards. No, yes. still no date. And then most incredibly, only... Oh, it's not the most incredible. Is it not the there, most incredible? There's, there's other incredible things I that need happen. To me, well, the thing that yeah. I had heard yes. is that there's only one nominee for best performance by an actor in a leading role in a musical, and it's Aaron Tveit from Moulin Rouge. Yes. And... So he might just win if 60% of the voters give him an affirmative vote. <laughs> that's that's what's crazy. Because, okay, there have been years. Mm. First of all, let's go back to 1995. Of course. Sunset Boulevard was on Broadway. All it right. was the only musical... Uh, it was the only new musical that had an original score. Okay. Therefore, they gave it the win for best new score to Andrew Lloyd Webber by default. They just like gave it to us. So <laughs> there that. wasn't this like, oh, you have to win 60% of the vote. Because like Aaron Tveit might not win. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, he's going to. Like, what asshole must I you mean, be if, you, if you're a Tony voter and you're just like, I'm not going to vote for him. That'd <laughs> like, be so bitchy. That would be so bitchy right. and horrible. So like, he's going to win, guys. Um, but it's just funny that there's a possibility that he might not. Um, but also, in 1985, mm. there weren't enough. The Tony uh, the committee, I guess, decided that, uh, like the American Theater Wing, Theater Wing decided that there weren't enough um, uh, people eligible for leading actor or actress in a musical. Okay. Um, so therefore they eliminated the categories. What? And so so there was just featured actor in a musical and featured actress in a musical. But there was a revival of King and I in 1985. Mm. So Mary Beth Peel, the woman who played Anna Leon Owens, who is the lead, the lead of the right. King and I, it's one of the greatest leading roles for a woman in a musical theater. Um, she was like the only person eligible so they were just like oh we'll just nominate you in featured actress so i guess they considered featured actress just like any actress did in she musical. win she did not win no oh. um but also that was the year big river was on broadway mm. which is the story of huckleberry finn uh, it won best musical actually and the guy who played huck finn was nominated for featured actor <laughs> in a musical you know and so so there wasn't enough that year to um nominate in a leading category so they just put everyone in the featured category yeah. so i kind of assumed that they would do something like this for the tony awards but i guess not guess this year not. another crazy thing mm. there was only one musical this year that had an original score and that was the lightning thief okay and it's a the percy jackson musical it i think was last uh, summer of 2019 i'm looking through did Broadway. it get nominated <laughs> Oh my god! That's oh, the scandalous thing. My it ew. was on Broadway. I I want to say like summer or fall of 2019. How many shows? Did and it, it how it was a limited run. Okay, so it was scheduled to close after a certain amount of time. Mm. It was only it was a very short period of time. It was on Broadway. Um, I'm not sure why they decided to do a limited run, but. I don't know. Um, I did not see it, so I cannot vouch for the quality of the show. But I know it, the had, it had. I know it had fans. I don't 
think the reviews were all that nice to it, but it was a show like for young people, right. you know, Percy Jackson. So all the theater critics are just like bitter old white men yeah. who are just like miserable and just take pleasure in like bashing anything. Mm. And so, uh, but the fans like enjoyed it, I feel. So it was, it was the only musical this year that had an original score. And so people were like, oh, it's going to win best score by default. Good for them. No. And instead, the Tony nominating committee nominated four plays that just had music <laughs> in the background, um, oh. which has been done before. Like, like if it's a, a not a big if there aren't a lot of eligible contenders, like they nominate a play that has music in the background, right. say original score written for the theater, whether it's a musical or not. And Percy Jackson just got nothing. It got it got nothing. It also was eligible for leading actor in a <sighs> musical. So Aaron Tveit could have had not like competition. Wow. I know. I so, feel so bad. It's I so pointed. Know. That's it's so, so pointed. pointed. The Tony nominating committee, they're bitches. I mean, Sometimes, clearly. Like, if they, it, the strange thing about the Tony Awards is they, the Tony nominating committee is different from the uh, Tony voters. That's weird. So the people who nominate th- for the categories are different from the people who vote for the categories. Mm. And when a Tony, when the Tony nominating committee does not like a show, like they shut that's it so out. awful. It's, I know it's crazy. And it's like you shady, shady <laughs> girls. <laughs> wow. And, yeah. So well, our hearts go out to all the Percy Jackson folks and people who that were involved in that production. I bet you did a great job, and you have your fans, and yes. we love that for you. Don't let these Tony nominations get you down. Do not let no. Do not let them get you down. Please we love don't. You. We love everyone involved. We yes. miss theater, and we want it back. Yes. So yeah, these are they're crazy. And I it's, mean, it's kind of a, like. Hilarious. We'll see how it goes. But we'll see. Um, in more crazy news, Billie Eilish is dealing with body shaming. Have you seen this picture of her? Yes. And there's, okay, there's a picture of her going around where she's just walking around in normal clothes, like, and you can actually see her body because she's not wearing, like, you know, super baggy clothes like she usually does. And someone tweeted, in 10 months, Billie Eilish, 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 how do you say her name? Eilish has developed a mid-30s wine mom body, and it's like, you're talking about an 18-year-old. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? And also, she looks fine. She looks fine. She looks fine. Like, what is everyone's obsession with, like, I just feel like there's so many people counting down to when these people are 18, and then as soon as they are, it's not. It's either to, like, lust after them or to pick them apart if they don't yeah. look as they imagine someone should look. And she later shared a body positive video and um, saying that people have got to start normalizing real bodies. Not everybody uh, has a wagon behind them. Guts are normal. They're normal. Boobs sag, especially after breakfast feeling breastfeeding instagram isn't real and it's just like oh i can't believe we're still doing this i I can't believe in 2020 we're still making a big deal about a person having a body like that's just the body they have it looks normal and healthy and fine like really we're gonna sit around and pick her apart like that i know disgusting i know and it's kind of just like all y'all losers this girl has won won every single general category grammy Available at the two, 2020 I Grammys. know. And she she had a video of herself after that got posted and like got traction. She like posted a video of herself just walking by all her Grammys and smiling yes, and winking. Good and it's like, for her. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry. Like, 
Who I'm are a, you? Who are you again? Like, who are y'all making these comments? Because this is what I do. Because this is Billie Eilish, okay? <laughs> it's just crazy. And I just feel like it's so insane. And it's also like, there's, I mean, not that it's good for any person to deal with it, but like, really, you're going to attack a girl that that's, that's that young, already dealing with so much pressure because of her job. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is how you want to like, knock her down a peg or two. Like, go fuck yourself. Like, yeah. get a hobby. You're and I, so lame. And I, I love how Billie Eilish like, purposely like, styles herself to be like, no, you will not focus on my body. Right, like, right. Just because I'm a woman doesn't mean, doesn't give you the right to judge what I look like. Yeah. So. Uh, Billy, keep going. Yes, keep going. Keep winning You're your Grammys. It. We love you. And um, apparently in uplifting free Britney news, Britney Spears has won the right to expand her legal team in her conservatorship case. So she's allowed to find a legal team uh, for her battle against her father, Jamie Spears. Um, and she is... Uh, Jamie voiced opposition to the petition, citing the cost and of adding more lawyers. But apparently, she has retained the service of Loeb and Loeb LLP, a multi-service firm with offices in Los Angeles, New York, and several other major U.S. cities. She has not even been able to like get lawyers for herself that she hires on her own since 2008. Oh my god! So this is a big win, I think. I mean, if nothing else, we're coming towards. Jamie not being involved anymore and hopefully the conservatorship being feeling more objective and feeling like she has a little bit more freedom and then hopefully coming to the end of it if she is well and good which you know I don't know her mental state and her actual ability to be well and good but I believe that what Brittany wants and the best way that she can be happy is what I want for her what are they called Lobe and Lobe like Lisa Lobe Lobe and Lobe Lobe and Lobe Lobe. treat our girl yes we stand Lobe and Lobe in this house do what you gotta do fight for her I mean, they'll fight. fight. They'll fight. Because, I mean, if they're on Team Britney, because as, as members of Team Britney ourselves, yeah. we know. they they But they should know that if you don't fight hard enough, you will have an army coming out. Oh, they you. know. <laughs> they know. They're using the army as, like, a, a part of the weaponing. I feel like it's come out from Britney's oh, lawyer damn, really? being like, yeah, her... Uh, father keeps trying to say that this is a conspiracy theory and it has no weight and no bearing, but we think that this should be more public and people should know more about the details of this case and we don't know why it's locked up like a family secret. And it's like, yes. Damn. Get okay. them. Get them. Hey, Loeb and Loeb. I just am excited for Brittany to, you know, get as much autonomy as she can handle and wants and because it's her fucking money that she earns. I love it. It really is honestly that part of the, not to talk about the Mariah book for the rest of my life, but the part of the Mariah book where Glitter was coming out and she was getting put into these rehab centers she didn't need to be in with by Morgan, her brother and her mom. Mm-hmm. It's just like if this had gone a hair differently she could be in a Britney Spears situation. Mm-hmm. And it's like insane. Could you imagine Mariah in a... I can't even think <laughs> like, about it, but it's just horrible. Um, I am talking about this only because the quote is so insane that like I needed us to talk about it. Okay. Apparently, Gloria Stefan's daughter, Emily, is a lesbian, or mm-hmm. she's queer in some way, and I didn't know that. And um, when Emily Estefan says that the first time... Uh, she came out to her mom, Gloria, Emily. I was like, hey, I'm in love with this girl. The first thing you said, talking about Gloria stuff on her mom, is uh, if you tell your grandma and she dies, her blood is on your hands. Oh! <laughs> it's not funny, but it's just like, what? Whoa. <laughs> it's just so intense and like crazy. Uh, and basically, Emily says, I wasn't ready for that. So that's where my heart started. I'm never going to forget that. Gloria explains that I was she was trying to protect both my ailing mother from any shock that may affect her health and Emily from anything that could harm their relationship. Gloria regrets this decision. Gloria's mother died in 2017 at 88 years old. Apparently, the Estefans have gone to therapy um, to prepare 
for oh are they coming out that oh goodness I saw they were gonna be on uh, the red table I guess yes they were gonna yeah. get on I saw that are getting together for red table talk the Estefan so I guess they're just going on to red table talk they're not getting on their own red table talk spinoff because it says like prepare for the series and I feel like that's a little weird but whatever I think that's great that uh, they've come to an understanding um, yeah and I, I imagine like Gloria was being a little flippant in the moment. I mean, it was just her knee. It just sounds like it was her knee jerk. Just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Your grandmother's going to fucking die. Uh, but yeah. it's just the craziest quote. No, I think it's a whole new show. Sorry. I'm not like now looking I into. I thought that, like, it was three generations sitting at one table. Red, it was just but thing. I felt like Red, Red Table Talk is, uh, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith's thing and mm-hmm. Will Smith and, um, you know, their kids. So I guess it is a Red Table Talk spinoff that's a, that the uh, Stefans are hosting. Yeah. Like Interesting. Wow, that's um, what an interesting like career journey for Jada Pinkett Smith. Mm-hmm. That she's now like a Facebook watch TV producer, like and like. And how many red table talks are there going to be? Like, is she going to? Thing I would. I'm trying to think of more famous families. What other families would you want to be in red table talk, like hosting that series? Uh, the Goslins. No, no, darling. <laughs> no, these need to be actual like Hollywood people, not reality trash. They are not trash. Um, they are not trash. Look, to, to quote Center Stage, <laughs> and she's not trash. <laughs> I, I never saw that movie. But <gasps> oh, I keep forgetting you've never, never seen, seen it. Seen we that. need to watch that. I movie would love together. to watch it. I mean, that's De- the movie Deborah with Monk running on backstage, being like, "Where? Why is that trash on stage and not you?" Yelling at her daughter. <laughs> if that's the movie with Mandy Moore's "I Want to Be with You" in it. Yes. Right? Oh, I mean, you know, I love that song. It's a great movie. It's a great song. It's a great, fun movie. That, all right. Well, I guess I got to watch Center Stage. But yes, I mean, if we could get Tina Knowles. I know Beyonce would never do it. But no. like Tina Knowles, Solange, and, okay. you know, Blue would be a great host. Blue, oh, Blue is hosting oh, Blue's that. Blue is hosting. No, Blue is hosting that with uh, Rumor and, uh, oh God, what's the other child? Siri? Sir? Rumi and Sir. Rumi and Sir. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to be Blue as the host. <laughs> and then her two siblings. <laughs> I love it. Like on the other end. So she's going to be like, so this is what we're discussing oh today, guys. Oh my God, guys. I would die. And Rumi and Sir are just sitting there. <laughs> and die. I, it would be incredible guys, and insightful gotta... and thrilling. That's the thing. I honestly think Tina Knowles, I mean, they'd have to pay her so much money. But Tina Knowles would do it. And she could get maybe Solange. I think maybe Solange and Beyonce could be guests. Blue would do it. What else is Blue doing? She's like homework, going to school, whatever. Get a job, Blue girl. Blue represents a generation she of does. Americans yes. that needs a voice, and Absolutely. Blue can be that voice. And she's a brilliant what, young what woman. What is she? She's not. What was her generation? She, is she generation? Is Gen Z? Is she beyond Gen Z? I don't think. I think she's younger than Gen Z. What can, what's going to come after Gen Z? Well, I feel like generations are twenty five years. Oh, I guess they are. Gen yeah. Z starts at 96, right? Yeah, so she's so in that. She's 20, 2011. Okay, so she's like a tail end of Gen Z, Yes, I guess. yes. Okay. And, she, you know, she's on the cusp of something. Got to get Blue's points. Oh, my God. Blue. I, we Someone buy our ideas, because this is what people want to say. This is a great idea. And then she could have, like, Matthew Knowles on one episode. And she'd be like, so, my mother tells me. My mother, Beyonce. <laughs> oh, I love that you tells me. You're having Blue as the host. I was oh, thinking Blue Tina. Abs- no, 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 no. No, Tina's holding the camera, be- nodding. Holding being like, the camera? Yes. Tina is like, yes, yes, that, oh yes, God. that's my grandbaby oh my hosting God. her own show. No, Tina likes to let her, her daughters and her granddaughter shine. Someone get uh, uh, someone needs to make this happen. Honestly, if there's any producers out there that are connected listen, to Facebook Watch and Jada Pinkett Smith, listen, we need the Knowles. I saw Tina and Blue at the Spicy Noodle Place <laughs> a couple years ago, yes. so I know them more personally than you do. So I think I will. If anyone's going to reach out to them, bar. it should be me. All right. Yeah. 
Okay, well, best of luck to you, and <laughs> I like, want that for you. You may remember me from the Spicy Noodle Place in 2018. Yes, they definitely will. I yeah. feel like they definitely are waiting for that call. Um, On more news on the Knowles front, just some happy news to end off news for idiots. Beyonce is releasing Homecoming, uh, the album, on vinyl as a four LP set with a 52-page booklet. Well, more shit I'm going to buy. I mean, that's the thing. It's so beautiful. I and know. It's like, you got to buy it. I don't even have a vinyl player. I don't have a record player of any kind, but like... I'm tempted. <laughs> I'll tell you, What's I'm that? tempted. The yellow and pink. What are yellow those and little? pink. Those are the colors that she wore on both weekends of Beachella. Yeah, but is that are they like just pages of the? Because in the picture, they might be like the sleeves within the vinyl Ooh, itself. A nice solid. And then you have the photo books, and then each of the vinyls yellow has and, the pink. Ooh, the I hope the pink record is in the yellow one, and the yellow records in the pink. I guess you'll have to buy and <laughs> oh see. My God, I'm gonna have to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's coming soon. Just something to look forward to for all of you um, bee heads out there, the beehive. And um, let's take a quick break and be back with more Two Gay Mans podcast. <laughs> Started. Oh my god! I started and I didn't even, I didn't even push the button yet. I mean, no, I hadn't. It was good. It was a good warm up. Yeah. Yes. So yes. Good warm up for email my heart, which is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my email my heart if mm. you email us at two at gmail dot com. Uh, to spell T W O. Yes. So first question comes to us from Hannah. Hannah says, Hey Matt, I hope you are both doing well. I was listening to the podcast on the way to work and heard Matt Palmer talk about being a big Craig David fan. And yes. I was wondering if he has heard the Pia Mia slash Austin Mahone version of Fill Me In. I personally like both versions. However, I heard their version before the original because I have been following Pia Mia's career for a while now. Have either of you heard of her? If not, you should check her out sometime. She's a very talented vocalist, in my opinion. Also, since I asked last year, I thought I would keep the tradition going and ask if either of you have Halloween costume ideas for this year. I'm still not sure if COVID is canceling everyone's Halloween this year or not. Thanks, guys. Hannah from St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, my gosh. I was born in St. Louis. Oh, that's hot. I always forget about that. I know. Never forget. That's cool. And then when did you move to Georgia? Like when I was like two. So. Okay. Well, you. I mean, you spent a lot of time in St. Louis. Two years is... I don't remember it. I was so young. You're the you most know. like important developmental stage of life. Ah, so maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, his life didn't begin until Atlanta. True. So. Um, but you and Hannah could have been friends. You could have been like Craig, Craig David, David stands together. together. It's true. Hannah's um, like your long lost sister, maybe. Maybe. Um. So I had not known that Austin Mahone and Pia Mia did a cover of this song. I listened to to it uh, after receiving this email. I thought it was cute. Uh, I do like how she jumps up on the chorus. She like goes to an upper octave, which is nice. Um, but I'm so, you know, I'm as a Craig David person and someone who's been in love with that song since 2001, I of course prefer the original, but I do love a Pia Mia song called Touch that I believe came out in like 2015, 2016. Okay. I thought that was really great. I think she's a very talented vocalist. Austin Mahone he did a song What About Love in like 2013 that I covered and it's really good it's like a good 90s throwback in sync thing but I don't follow him much now actually I think I just saw today that he just launched an OnlyFans so oh. he's you know doing his own thing okay I think that was him if it wasn't him I'm sorry I looked that up to double check <laughs> there was some guy who was supposed to be the next Justin Bieber and it didn't happen for him really and he's very built and hot and has a OnlyFans now okay I don't think he shows his dick but Okay, yeah, yeah, you just, I I definitely know, you know that like, there are some Big Brother contestants <laughs> where it's like, I'm starting an OnlyFans, but I'm not showing nudes. It's just going to be like tasteful, like sexy pictures. And then as time goes on, <laughs> gradually. Right, right. 
Moods um, pop up in the. Ethos. Do we have Halloween? I mean, the only idea I had, I had a. We were watching the Last Dance, uh, Jackson and I, and I was considering us be. I could be Michael Jordan, and he could be the coach who was Phil Jackson. Okay, that's yeah, cute. He's he kind of Phil Jackson had a beard and it's like a tall man, and so I was like, oh, that'd be a cute little thing. But we haven't really talked about it since. And also, like, where would we go? We just like sit in the house dressed up. Like, mm. I don't know. Do you have? Halloween ideas, costume-wise. No, no you don't, you're not a I costumer. Know, I'm not, no, I work on Halloween, actually. Oh. Um, but uh, I'm not a... I'm sure I mentioned this in the email last year where you asked about <laughs> Halloween costumes. I'm very much a I can enjoy other people enjoying Halloween person. Okay. Like, I'm like, yeah, make your costume. Spend all that money. And you love Have candy. So I love part. candy. I love the eating candy part. Yeah. But, like... Going through the, I hate crafting more than life itself. Oh my god! Um, so, uh, did I say more than life itself? Oh, I didn't mean that. Was Ooh. that a Freudian slip? I don't know. Everyone pray for Matt Steele. Oh no, was that a Freudian slip? I mean, sixteen more days, guys. Sixteen <laughs> more days, and then it'll all be better, hopefully. Yes. Um, but uh, I, I'm not one to really like go out and put a lot of effort into something that I don't feel like there's going to be much payoff for. Yeah, and I'm always, I've always been in the game of like, I'm just buying a costume. I'm like, I'm not going to mm. make this. Like, I don't have those kind of skills. If, you, if it was like, you know, make a pop music song a day, I'd be great. But yeah, it's, I'm not a freaking, you know, a seamstress. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm always very much like when I go to a Halloween party, I'm like, oh, I'll paint something on my face a little yeah. or maybe I won't okay. <laughs> I'll just show up and be like hey so happy to be here. I'll just give myself whiskers mm. or like a cat ear moment or something and I'm like That's cute. this is what I did I'm, I'm, I'm here celebrating Halloween for the company and most importantly for the candy right <laughs> but the costume part I'm kind of just like eh I can take or leave I mean honestly. yeah you know costumes candy company you only need two of those three C's there. two out of three, two out of three absolutely there's a song about that absolutely <laughs> um, so Bella Bellin uh, emailed us next and Bellin said, thank you for the recommendation. Uh, Hi, Matt. It's Bellin. I was thinking to your channel that I started listening to. Sorry. Hold on. It was. Sorry. I read that completely (laughs) wrong. It was thanks to your channel that I started listening to two certain artists. Your review of Sawayama got me hooked on Rina Sawayama. A queen. And I'm completely obsessed with her now. I definitely think Sawayama is the best album of 2020. And thanks to your review of Born to Die, I was interested in listening to Lana Del Rey. I know you two weren't exactly as enthusiastic (laughs) about Born to Die as you were about Sawayama, but I decided to take a listen anyway. Now, after having listened to all of Lana's albums, I can say she's definitely my favorite artist. Wow. Uh, Her music is unlike anything I've heard before, and I'm a full-blown Lana stan at this point. Good for him. I don't know if I ever would have listened to Rena or Lana if it hadn't been for your videos. Oh my God, that's so kind. So thank you for that. It got me wondering if there are any artists that you guys really love that you listen to because they were recommended to you by somebody else besides patron requests. Thanks, and have a wonderful day. Um, oh, what? Important PS. PS to all listeners. I just want to say vote for Joe Biden. (laughs) Yes. That is the important PS. I appreciate that. Yes. That's a great question. Yeah. All my music recommendations come from you. (laughs) I listen to no one else but Matt Hey, I appreciate it. And I I mean, I, I I will be on my deathbed 
looking up to the heavens because you'll be there already. <laughs> Why am I always dying first because, in these scenarios? I have more of a will to live than you, I feel. <laughs> you just like, I feel like you'd push it. Like, it's like, do we need to be 110? Absolutely. I'm like, all right. I, I, to be fair, I will be like 130. When, this is like That's my plan. Too much. So, That's too much. So I'm not going to say you're going to die early, but like, you're very much like, oh, when I get too old. Yeah, <laughs> the quality of life has always been big for me. So if we're really down in the dumps in the quality of life section. Oh, no. I'm like, keep me plugged in. No. Keep me plugged in. <laughs> keep me IV'd. Keep me hooked no, up. I want to see my great, great, great grandbabies no. come to the hospital. I'll see you from, you know, the other plane once I pass. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, hello. But I will be 130 looking up at the stars and being like, Matt Palmer, I am forever indebted to you for introducing me. To Robin. Oh, my God. And for insisting God. that Robin be in my life. I because had to I would fight you for that, You too. really did. Because I was years. like, no one cares about Rob- like, Robin. Like, no. And you were like, no, you don't understand. No, you don't get it. And I will never forget that day listening to all those albums and being like, I didn't understand. <laughs> I, I love it. Now. So that is the best music recommendation that anyone has ever given me. I mean, that was... I had to do that. I yes. just had to like, cause I just knew you and I knew Robin's work and I was like, you're going to love her. Like, I know it. We just have to get you to sit down and listen to it. And I'm glad to have made that change. Um, I, it's hard for me because I'm such a pop music head that I like, I'm listening to a lot of things and then like the things that stick, I stick with, but yeah. like, and you're the recommender, right? It's very, I mean, sometimes people recommend like other types, other genres to me, which I enjoy yeah. and stuff like when that, I mean, it was a patron request, but also we have a friend that, you know, said I should listen to Phoebe Bridgers and mm-hmm. I do really like her. Um, and so that was a good one recently, but I feel like as far as pop music goes, like, I'm listening. <laughs> you know, like I got my ear you, to the grindstone. You know what's happening. <laughs> yes. I remembered like the first like two weeks I was in LA mm. and Matt Palmer sat the entire house down mm. and made everyone listen to this brand new song yes. called Call Me Maybe. And he yes. was like, this song is going to be <laughs> the biggest song I did of the year. Yes, I maybe did. of the next several years. I and mean, I feel like I did that rarely, but I remember that song, and I remember doing it with Chandelier. Chandelier was one you like Sia. sat me down. Like, Guys, and you, like, you need to listen. You to need this. to listen. <laughs> I also remember being in a recording session and being. They were asking, "Well, what are you listening to?" I was like, "Oh." This Dua Lipa new rules video is so amazing and it's going to be everywhere. And then it was. And it's like, yes, I I remember feeling very proud of myself in 2013 because I had lived with you for over a year at this point. And I developed Matt Palmer's sense of knowing when something might be hit. Yes. I just remember turning on the radio in my car, which I never did before living with Matt Palmer. (laughs) I never listened to music in my car before living with Matt Palmer. You got to do it. Um, But... I turned on the radio and I heard when I tell you the tail end of Royals you by did. Lord. You I heard did. the tail end and I thought it was a music group. Like, because, yes. you know, there's a lot of voices going yes. on. So I thought it was a bunch of girls. I remember hearing the tail end and thinking, that's the one. And that is the one. Oh, and I I'm remember so coming home and being like, I want to hear that song again because, like, it should be a hit. Right. But I, I don't. I remember the group's name was Lord, (laughs) but I didn't catch what it was called and everything. And then a couple days later, the song still was in my head and I heard you coming through the door of the house singing that song and and I barged out of my room and I was like, that song should be a hit. (laughs) And you were just like, oh yeah, it's really good. (laughs) And I was like, no, no. So like, I feel, I'm like. 
I was like, this you is the one it. when I you know, when you know, you know, when you know, that was you know. my Matt Palmer moment. Oh, that's a, those are beautiful moments. It's like when I first heard Babe one more time and I went up to the Circuit City I couch register world. and was like, I need to buy this right now. Thank you. I will never forget. Never. I mean, we've, we've, we've talked about this so many times, but it's so just, nice. but is what, there anything you remember more than the first time you had Babe one more time? It's like, no, literally <laughs> not. No, that was the first time I ever saw someone on TV and thought, oh, I'm looking at a legend. Yeah, that's the like superstar. this is. This oh. is something new is happening to the world and to my body. Yes, and Before, it's, it's not sexual. It's not. It's not <laughs> but sexual. It's, it's like I want to be that. Yes. I want to be cool and hot oh, like her. And we I, all did. I am. Congratulations. Uh, thank well, you. before we go on for another like nine hours about the first time we heard Baby War Time, Matt Steele. Yes. What has been giving you moments, darling? So this thing should have been giving me a moment in 2016 when it came out, and okay. everyone watched it. Uh, so on oh, Netflix, I think Netflix, mm. uh, in 2016, a documentary came out called The Best Worst Thing That Ever Happened. I've never heard of it. Or to, or to ever happen. Ooh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Hold on. No, it's fine. It's whatever. Okay. okay. People know what, like, yes. know what I'm talking about. It is a documentary um, about the original Broadway production of Merrily We Roll Along, which was mm. on Broadway in the early 80s. It was the very first gigantic flop that Stephen Sondheim uh, and how Prince had together mm. um, after Stephen Sondheim became the mega huge writer that he became. Because his first couple of shows were flops. Uh, <laughs> okay. Like anyone can whistle a flop. Um, but uh, it was so it was his very first flop after it, be, it was his glitter, essentially. Mm. And it ended his relationship, working relationship with Hal Prince for decades. Wow. Um, and it's about the story is about. Uh, it's like Memento. It goes backwards in time. Oh, I love that. It's about three best friends uh, who are all artists in their own way. And they it sees them at the end of their careers, like when they're in their mid 40s. Wait, is this the one they're making a movie on? Yes. With, with ben, ben Platt, Platt and Beanie Feldstein. Yes. yes. Okay. And they're filming it over decades. Right. <laughs> and so um, it starts like when they're in their early 50s, maybe. And one has become super famous, but he's unhappy. One has not become famous, but he's um, happier. Yeah. And another one just completely like gave up and stopped mm. doing what she wanted to do and became like an alcoholic. And then it goes back in time and they're not friends anymore at the end in the beginning. But then it goes back in time as the show progresses mm. and it shows like where their falling outs were, what decisions they made that led them to wherever they ended up and everything. Mm. And it's, and it, the show ends when they are teenagers essentially mm. having just graduated from high school and beginning with their, so it's very much about young people and their dreams. And the show was a big reason why it was panned was because they cast like kids who were like 20 years old. Like mm. all, I didn't know they were as young as they were. I knew that they, I figured they were all like mid twenties or early twenties. I didn't know there were some like, th like the youngest person was like 16 in oh this show. So it was a cast of young people. Like it was like the spring awakening of Ed's time. Um, and so, uh, so a big reason why critics didn't like it was they were just like, these young kids are playing 40 something <laughs> year olds. Like it's just not working with, I think it's a genius idea, but whatever, I wasn't there. Um, so it documents, that whole saga of the writing process and the casting process. Mm. And Lonnie Price was an original cast member. He was one of the main characters and he directed this documentary mm. and he interviewed all of his like old castmates and everything. Uh, and so halfway through the documentary is when the show closes and you're just like, wait a minute, isn't this about the musical? Like isn't this whole documentary about the writing of the musical and right. how they thought it was going to be a huge hit and it flopped and everything. The second half of the documentary 
follows these cast members and their lives after the show closed. And oh my God. Some of them quit acting. Some of them continue to be actors. Some of them ended up being Jason Alexander from Seinfeld. Mm. <laughs> like, so people at all different. And the people who quit acting were just like, you know, I went into this one woman went into journalism and she's like, I'm so happy, like with my life and right. everything. And it's just so, and some people are like, oh, I quit acting, but like, I always wonder, blah, blah, mm. blah. And this woman who was a journalist, she was just like, no, like, I'm so happy and everything. But then they all like get together and they revisit the theater. And the woman who's a journalist, like, goes to her old dressing room and just like breaks down. Aww. And it's just like, this is where I sat when I was like 16 years old. Aww. And I had all the dreams in the world. And like, it wasn't like, so it's essentially the documentary reflected right. what the show was about and it was just so that's a moving. great idea it's a phenomenal idea and it's done so well and the very end is Lonnie Price watching um, an old video of himself being interviewed about the show mm. uh, so he's like watching his like 19 year old 20 21 year old self and he's like sitting there like as a kid being like I'm so excited because like this is where I'm supposed to be and like I've made it and like this is where it ends and like for for me and everything mm. and here's Lonnie Price now who's a very very accomplished director and producer That's like awesome. he stopped acting and everything but he's like watching his young self being like oh no like this is it this is all I've ever wanted to do and you're just like oh no but you're there's so much more that you're going to do so it's it's just so moving to see mm. Especially now, you know, we are getting a little older and we are different from our younger selves and seeing like all the decisions that you make in life and, and it, your life goes in certain directions that you don't expect them to go, expect to go in when you're young. And that's not necessarily a bad thing in the slightest. It's like, you know, you're very happy in life, but still you remember back to the day when you were a teenager and you just had all these dreams in your head and everything. And so it's. And you're just like, oh, I was so like naive at the time, I and I wish I could go back to that mindset. But like, I'm an adult I'm now. An adult. Like, I have other things on my mind. I have other things that I'm doing and yeah. I've accomplished, and I'm happy. But yeah. like, still to think back on that sort of naivete that you had when you were younger, totally. it's just like, oh. And I'm like looking at these emails from when 2010 <laughs> now, and I'm just like, oh my god, I was so young. <laughs> wow. So yeah, the, uh, the, the best worst thing that ever happened was is a great documentary yes. if you're a musical theater fan or if you want to know more about musical theater, about Stephen Sondheim and about a show that is a very is Stephen Sondheim film. in it? Like is it being interviewed? Oh yeah, he's in? okay, interviewed bad. in the documentary. Cool. Yeah. Um, and there's so much footage of stuff that I didn't know existed. Mm. Like there's the first time he played for the cast, the song Good Thing Going, and it's mm. like, oh, and there's they recorded the moment where they brought the entire cast into a room and said, You're the cast of the show. Mm. Like I didn't know that was recorded, and just like seeing all these kids just like finding out they booked this show that ended up having such a legacy. Like right. it's it's just crazy. Is it a to good show? Footage. Merely we roll along. I've never seen it. The mm. score is great. Yeah. Um, I did see parts of the. In, they had a production of London in like 2013, and they mm. recorded it. And I have seen parts of that, but I've never seen the show like live, like right. in person, and everything. Okay. Um, but I would love to. I mean, we'll see the movie in thirty years. Absolutely, can't <laughs> wait till that comes out. I know. So, oh so it's it's an excellent documentary of an excellent show. 
I, I assume <laughs> maybe an excellent show. Maybe it's not an excellent right. show, uh, but it has a great score, great yeah. music. It's it's a very moving documentary. That's about, cool. A show that I would assume would move me. Right. So I love that. We'll see it in 30 years with yes. Ben Platt and being Can't Feldstein. wait to see it. Yeah. Can't wait. Um, well, for me, what's been giving me moments? Uh, well, I discovered another Netflix um, show that I really loved and binged very quickly. It's a show from executive producer Niall DeMarco. Oh, you watched I it? watched a few, and it is great because it's kind of not about the deafness at all. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, these are messy college kids that are all hooking up and doing weird things and like <laughs> come from weird backgrounds and let's get into it. And yes, they're deaf. And like the deaf culture is something that you definitely learn a lot more about. Like there's this one girl named Cheyenne who is like a YouTuber and like, I think like a fashion blogger, YouTube, Instagram person. And all of the deaf people that watch her content is like, they're like, I hate how much she mouths. Like, this is oh, clearly yeah. for the hearing audience. Like, I hate it. And, mm-hmm. like, she gets so much shit from people that are apparently called the elite, which are basically people like Nile, whose deafness has been their entire life. Their parents are deaf. They went to deaf schools. Like, mm-hmm. they just haven't tr- been... The goal is not to integrate into, like, hearing society or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was not born that way. Like, she, I think, is probably the only deaf member of her family. And so now she's at this college that is completely the deaf community. And there's just so much judgment there about Mm -hmm. like how you communicate and like how you move through life and like whether or not you have a an implant or a hearing aid and like a lot of infighting about a lot of that stuff a lot of and i feel like every single minority group has different versions of this like yeah their own version of like you know within the community you're viewed as like more valuable if you're like this or less valuable like this and then if you step outside the community everyone just views you all as the same minority yeah but it's like the idea of having to build these hierarchies within oneself is just so interesting and obviously it was just like also a trashy reality show about like kids dating and like there's one the girl alexa truly she's very cute and like smart and open and a great reality star but like it's just like Every five minutes, she's like, "Oh, and this guy likes me, and this guy likes me." And it's like, "Hot, how, how are you doing this?" Like, Get "Yes, it. you better work." Good it's, for her. I, it's just like it just is a, a very fun and interesting show to watch because you see all the dynamics and the characters are really interesting. They're going through stuff and they're all so open. It's like it feels like some they're all on their third season of re- a reality show because the way that they talk to each other and talk to their parents, it's just like, yeah, dad, you're kind of emotionally distant. Why is that? And it's like, <laughs> fuck, are you producing this show? Like how, like, I don't know. I feel like people don't usually cut to the quick like that on their first season mm, of a reality show. They know show. what they got to do. They're like, we need a season two. I mean, Let's and I, I would recommend it. I think it is a joy to watch. The people are really interesting and just learning more about the culture is very interesting. Um, and, you know, it brought back memories of when I the first person I dated was a uh, hearing impaired man who uh, did have a hearing aid Um, and so I don't know I remember there were times where I like fights I had forgotten we had but when we would be with his deaf friends all the rest of them would voice while they signed and he wouldn't Mm -hmm. and I'd be like you're kind of leaving me out of the conversation by not voicing and he's like oh well I'm dumb like I like it's hard for me to do both at the same time but I was like I don't like that (laughs) what about me (laughs) so I don't know it's (laughs) over it's over it just was it just was interesting and it's a really good and easy watch and I couldn't recommend it more for people because I learned a lot about the culture itself but also how as a member of multiple minorities myself I can attest that the 
like labeling and the infighting and like the way you deal with the majority and the different viewpoints of that is all very consistent um, yeah. in a way that is, I found very interesting. So I, Def you. I was so about to click on Def You, you got but instead I clicked on the best worst thing. <laughs> that I know, ever, no. It's called the best worst thing that ever could have happened. Mm. So sorry, I was saying the title. Right. I do want to see that now the way you've described it. I'm oh my interested. God. It's, it's just like, I mean, especially as an actor myself. Oh, <laughs> do you act? Like, oh, I do, yes. Oh, I, wow. I will be acting tomorrow. Oh, actually. great. Tomorrow and Tuesday, getting paid for two days yes, on set. Yes, two days. Two one line, two days. One line, two days. <laughs> so you can do line, half the days. line the first day and the other Absolutely. half the second day. And my it. line is two words. Hey. So one word, one time. <laughs> Sec- second word the other day. Hopefully I'm not giving away too much. I mean, I don't think you are. Okay. You haven't said the line or said the show, so I think it's cool. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, um, but yeah, I that, yeah, I will check out Def You if you check good. out the best worst thing that ever could have happened. You know I support anything my future husband produces. <laughs> I know you so, and I'll do go back a long way. He's my number one. So All right. my number one. Okay. So Yo, you don't have to convince me. You've told me this like several no, I'm, times. I'm talking to the fans, so if anyone knows him. Let him know that he's my number one. Okay. Thank you. Thank thank you all. <laughs> thank and you thank all for you. setting me up with my future husband. And thank you for listening to this podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Palmer Music. Matt, it's Matt Steele. And Two Gay Mats for both of us. We love you so much. We'll be back next week with a brand new Two Gay Mats podcast. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.